I use the New King James Version most all of the time. So Acts, the third chapter in the first verse, says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the, at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. A certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. He was asking for money. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. And actually some versions will say, look on us. Look on us. There was something on Peter and John that that man, that lame man needed. Look on us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. That doesn't mean he was broke. He had money back over there where they were meeting. You know that. just means he didn't have any money on him at the time. So, but but that, the, the point here is not money. Notice, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. Now he had told him, he had told the lame man to look on him. So look on us. There was something on him the lame man needed. He said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you. See, Peter and Peter had something to give him. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Is that wonderful? But notice, Peter said, but what I do have, I give you. But what I do have, I give you. He had something good on him, didn't he? He had something good on him that that lame man needed. You know, we as Christians, we can have good things on us that people need. But also, we can have some bad things on us that can get off on people. (coughs) 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 The doctor said I was highly contagious. Here, you want that? You don't want that? How come? Oh, oh, you don't want to catch it. So you don't want to catch that. Okay. I want to ask you a question today. Are you contagious? Are you contagious? Are you contagious with Jesus and the things of God? See, we can be contagious with good things that can get off on people. And we can be contagious with some bad things that can get off on people. Now, he didn't want any part of that sneezing and that that coughing, right? But, you know, you can be contagious with bad things or good things. Are you contagious? In other words, what are the chances that the people you come in contact with will become infected with God's love? with God's peace, with his character, and with his nature. 
In the same way we can be contagious with a cold or the flu, our faith can be contagious to others. You understand that? We can be. Now I praise God that I pastored 18 years and we've never missed, I've never missed a service other than when I was on vacation. Isn't that wonderful? Now don't say that to, when I taught school, I taught junior high, high school and college math. I think I, I think I missed one day in all those because I believe in the healing power of God. Amen. Amen. God's still in the healing business, isn't he? There's still power in the name of Jesus, isn't there? And we've seen hundreds of people healed over the years here by the power of God. I can't heal anybody. Jesus is the healer. And I'm not ashamed of that. But that's not the point of this message so much today as it is. I'm asking you the question, are you contagious with the things of God? Are you contagious with with the gospel? Are you contagious with the love of God? Are you contagious with the things of the Lord Jesus? And are they getting off on other people? What does it take to be a contagious Christian? First of all, if you're taking notes, you can write these down. What does it take to be a contagious Christian? First of all, you must be infected yourself. You must be infected yourself. Now, let me explain a little bit about this. You see... It's possible, see, when you repent of your sins and place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you become infected. That, and I mean that in a good way. You get born again. Real loud, say, born again. Born again. Now say it like you mean it. Born again. Born again. Yeah, you see, when you repent of your sins, place your faith in the Lord Jesus, you get, you, you get born again for the purpose of this message. You get what we call infected, so to speak, with Christianity. You become saved. You're going to miss hell, make heaven. But you know it's possible to be infected but not be contagious. And I think there's a lot of Christians that I know that I've met over the last many, many years that they're infected but they're not contagious. You know it's not pleasing to God when we're infected with Christianity but we're not contagious with it. Did you get what I just said? How many of you got what I just said? And I would say that the majority of the Christians that I've met over the many years, and, I, and I've been like this myself, where, yeah, I'm infected, right? yeah, I'm a Christian, right? but I, I, I'm, not, I'm not very contagious with that Christianity. It's not jumping off on people. It's not getting off on people. I, don't, I haven't always left a lot of people saved after I've been somewhere. You understand? So it's possible to be infected but not contagious. So to be contagious, you first have to be infected, but then you have to have a full-blown case of Jesus. Real loud say full-blown case. You gotta have a full-blown case. You understand? A full-blown case. I mean, it's possible to have a little sniffle and that not really get off on anybody else, but if you've got a full-blown case of the stomach flu, you know, that's no fun, is it? That's no fun. Absolutely not. But that, you know, that can be contagious. I remember uh, one uh, Christmas, it was in Christmas season, we have her family comes over. And, uh, and they came over and they didn't tell us they all had the stomach flu. 
I wish they'd have said something. But they came, and then a couple of days later, she starts up. I won't go into all the details. And then about two days later, I had, then, it, then, then yeah, you understand. And then a few years came and went and went over to the nursing home to visit my mother. She's doing very well, by the way. And, and, uh, uh, and, and they had to flew over there and they warned me not to come in. But, but uh, well, yours truly got it. And then I took it to somebody else, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> well, we got even with you there, you see. Real, I say contagious. contagious. Now, uh, we had a full-blown case. See, you have to have a full-blown case. You have to have a full-blown case of Christianity and the things of God to be contagious. See, there's a lot of people that are infected with Christianity. They're, they're born again, but they're not contagious because they don't have a full-blown case of the things of God. You see, let me ask you, has Jesus taken over every area of your life. Some people say, well, I, I want to know him as Savior, but not as Lord. As I study the Bible, we must know Jesus not only as Savior, but also as Lord, you see. Do you understand that? Has Jesus taken over every area of your life? The way you think, the way you talk, the way you act. You see, some Christians have a mild case or a slight case or a lukewarm case of Jesus. But to be contagious, you must be totally and radically sold out. Realize they sold out? Sold out. sold out to him. Do you understand? To be contagious, you have to be sold out to him completely. You see, Peter was so infected with Jesus' healing power that when he came by that, that place that we read about just a moment ago where the lame man was, Peter was so infected, I'm using that in a good sense of the word, he was so infected with the healing power of Jesus, he had such a full-blown case of the healing power of the Lord Jesus upon him that as he walked by, it got off him and, and it was contagious. See, it got off him and it got off on that lame man. Can you say amen? See, the apostles, as you study the New Testament, they were so infected with the, with the love of Jesus and the power of Jesus that there's one scripture that says that they turned the world upside down with it. Isn't, isn't that wonderful? That's the kind of Christian I think we all ought to be, not just infected with Jesus, but have a full-blown case of him, you see to where we affect other people and we infect other people and, we, and we, what's on us and in us gets off on them. You see, Paul, you remember Paul the apostle, he was so infected with Jesus that some thought that he had lost his mind. You know, you can get so infected and so full of the things of God that there'll be people think people out in the world and even other Christians a lot of times who are, who are lukewarm and lackadaisical, they'll think you've lost your mind. They'll think you're crazy. Well, if I'm going to lose my mind for anybody, I want to lose my mind for Jesus, you see, and have the mind of Christ. Amen? So first of all, to be contagious, you have to be infected, right? Secondly, you have to have a full-blown case, right? And thirdly, once you're infected and you have the full-blown case of, of the things of God, let me tell you, number three, don't take any preventative measures. Don't take any preventative measures. 
There will be individuals who will try to convince you that you have a severe case of Christianity and need help. Now, how many of you have ever run across those kind of people? They'll come in your life and they'll, convince, they'll try to convince you that you have a severe case of Christianity and you need help. They'll show up with the pill bottles, so to speak. First kind of pill bottles they'll show up with is the be quiet pills. How many of you have ever run across these people? The be quiet pills. Be quiet. Keep your Christianity to yourself. Be quiet. Hush. I mean, the apostles, you know it as well as I do. They went out in the streets preaching Jesus everywhere they went. And and the religious people showed up with the be quiet pills. Is that right? And said, be quiet, don't preach in the name of the Lord Jesus. Is that right? How many of you know Bartimaeus? You know, he heard about Jesus. He was that blind man. He heard about Jesus coming by. Is that right? And he cried out, Lord Jesus, you know, he said, son of David is what he said. Have mercy on me. Is that right? Is that correct? Son of David. And they said, shh. They showed up with the what kind of pills? The be quiet. Shh. Shh. The be quiet. But what does the Bible say? Bartimaeus cried out louder and all the more. He wouldn't take their be quiet pills. And he got got healed of the blindness, didn't he? Isn't that wonderful? And, and, And then you'll have other people. They'll come along and they'll show up with the calm down pills. Calm down. Remember that lame man that we read about a while ago when the healing power of God jumped off Peter and got on him? What did the Bible say? He leaped and he jumped and he was praising God. Is that right? He was making some noise. Is that correct? See, 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 Peter was infected. He had a full-blown case of the healing power of God and that, that healing jumped off on that lame man and he got it too. Is that right? He got healed and, you know, you get healed of, of anything. You know, I think there ought to be some excitement about you, don't, don't you think? But there'll always be people, they'll show up. What, what, what kind are these? The, the calm, calm down pills. Calm down. Calm, calm. And then... There'll always be some people here or there. They'll show up with another kind of pills. Oh, these are the, don't talk about religion pills. We don't talk about politics and religion. I don't, I don't want to take those pills. You know, I see the men of God in the Bible, they cry out about the political ills of the day. Did you hear what I just said? Huh? And, and, and I tell you what, every place I go, I'm going to be a witness to the Lord Jesus. And you don't always, now listen, you don't always have to be speaking words to be a witness for him. Your actions speak louder than words. Did you hear me? You go over to the family Christmas get together. You know, you can speak so loudly when they start talking bad about Uncle, Uncle Fred or Aunt Ethel and you refuse to chime in. You know, that can witness more powerfully to your family 
then, then quoting the Bible to him verbatim. Did, did you hear what I just said? But nonetheless, there'll always be those that'll show up, you know. Don't talk about religion pills. I know that's what I was told growing up when I got the full-blown case of the Lord Jesus. It was, don't talk about religion. Well, we need to talk about, people need us to talk about Jesus. I can understand dead, dry religion, but, but I don't want to talk about dead, dry religion. I want to talk about something with some life in it. I want to talk about Jesus. How about you? Amen. And then you'll have some other people show up. Okay. The anti-nut pills. They'll say you're nut, you're crazy. You're you're crazy, you're a nut. You act like a nut, you know, you're crazy. You act like nutty. People have told me that, you know, they think I'm nuts because, you know, I I still believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit speaking in other tongues. I still believe in the healing power of God. They'll tell me I'm crazy and I'm nuts. I still believe in the Bible. How about you? But I've had people to try to get me to take the anti-nut pills. Don't take those pills. Go ahead and be a little nutty for Jesus. Amen. You know what I mean by that? You don't have to act like a fool. You understand what I'm talking about. But, but what I'm trying to say is, is that you can get so full of Jesus that it's so, it's so uh, uh, people just, they, they'll look at you and think you're crazy, think you're a nut, and they'll try to give you the anti-nut pills. No, just, 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 just don't take those pills and go on and be excited for Jesus. What do you say? Do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm not saying you have to act crazy and act like a nut now. You understand what I'm talking about? How many of you getting what I'm talking about? But what I'm talking about is you can be so full of the love of God and the things of God and just so full of of, of the, the word of God that people will look at you and they'll think you're crazy and they'll try to get you to take what kind of pills was it? The anti-nut pills. Don't take those pills. You just You just go right on. See, what they'll try to do is they'll try to get you addicted to what they're on. Did you hear what I just said? They'll try to get you addicted to what they're on. And if you start taking their pills, the next thing you know, uh, you'll you'll be addicted to what they're on and you'll be dead and dry and dull and boring and have no life about you and be sick all the time and have down in the mouth and always talking bad about people and, and gossiping and going on. No, don't take their pills. Take the word of God. Take the medicine of the word of God. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. Boy, there's a lot of pills there. What kind of pills are these anyway? I've been teaching junior high and pastor in a church for 18 years. In nerve medicine. Oh, you guys, you, you, you didn't... I need to loosen you people up a little bit. You try pastoring church sometimes for 18 years dealing with all kinds, every kind of people you can, you can think of, you, it'll put you on nerve medicine. We, we've kept the sane people. They're here today, amen? So I'm not talking about any of you, but I've dealt with some real Lulus and some... Isn't Jesus wonderful? How many of you are contagious Christians? Yeah. 
So don't take these people's pills that try to get you to be dull and boring and dry and you know, there's another kind of pill they'll get you to try to take. They'll try to get you to take everything in the Bible has passed away and all the good stuff in the Bible has passed away and died out with the last apostle pill. Is that right? How many of you have ever heard those kind of pills? Oh yeah, they'll try to get you to take those pills. Every, everything's gone and passed away and all the good stuff's gone. No, don't take those pills. I still believe in the healing power of God for today. Amen. Amen. But you start taking those pills and next thing you know, you'll get addicted onto that stuff that every, all the good stuff has passed away. No, it hasn't passed away. It's still for today. Say, it's still for today. Still for today. Yes, sir, it is. Now, how many points have I given you so far? Three. 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 Now then, what comes after three? Four. I just want to see if you're all out there. <laughs> Number four, to be contagious. Now, what was the first point? You got to be infected yourself. What's the second point? Come on now, guys. Come on. Have to have, what was the first point? Be infected yourself. What's the second point? Full-blown case. What's the third point? Don't be taking their pills, all right? What's number four? Okay, I hadn't told you yet. I'm going to tell you right now. To be contagious, you must be around people in close proximity to them. Is that right? That's point four. Look at Acts 5.14. Acts 5.14. Notice this. Acts 5. Are you getting anything out of this today? Acts 5.14. Notice something here. To be contagious, you must be around people in close proximity to them. Acts 5.14. And believers were increasingly, increasingly added to the Lord multitudes, both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets, laid them on the beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Now see, people look at that and they think that the shadow of Peter had healing power in it. Peter's shadow had no healing power in it. It had nothing to do with his shadow. It had to do, realize, say proximity. It had to do with proximity. See, Peter was infected with the power of God. He, he had a full-blown case of the power of God. And when he'd go walking down the street, they'd bring the sick people out just to try to get them. See, he was contagious with the healing power of God. They brought the sick people out to get him, just get up close to Peter. Because if you could get up close to him, then he was contagious. Say contagious. Yeah, he was contagious. And that which was on him would jump off and get on the people and they'd get healed. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? See, to be contagious, uh, you know, you got to get around people. See, some Christians have quarantined their Christianity. If you're taking notes, you ought to write that down. Some Christians have quarantined their Christianity. What do I mean by, you know what it means to be quarantined. If somebody's got a, got a, a, a if they're contagious, what do you want to do? You want to, you want to put them off in, 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 you know, away so they're not around people. Is that right? Is that correct? And, and, and a lot of people have quarantined their Christianity. I'm thinking of a, a group of people that I once knew that only wanted to, be, to hang around other Christians who were already fully infected. See, they just wanted to have a little club and just be around other people that were just like them. Now listen, 
And make, make sure you don't misunderstand me. There's a great truth in having Christian friends and we need to have Christian friends and hang around with other people of like faith. There's no question about that, but that's not the point of this message. The point of this message here at this point here is we do not want to quarantine our Christianity. We, you know, Jesus ate with tax collectors, didn't he? He talked with prostitutes, didn't he? Is that right? And and, and when he talked with prostitutes, how many of you know he wasn't making a deal with them, was he? He, Huh? He was, huh? They they, they get so affected by him that they'd get get saved, you know? Their lives would change. Is that correct? Is that right? They'd wind up crying at his feet, you know, changed. I mean, would you agree Jesus was contagious? Oh, sure he was. Sure he was. He hung out with sinners. He was going, going one day through Jericho and he stopped and he looked up in a tree and there was a little guy up in the tree. Anybody remember what his name was? Zacchaeus said, I got to go over to your house today. He went over to Zacchaeus. How many of you know Zacchaeus was, he was, he, he was a thief, wasn't he? And so Jesus was contagious, right? He went over to uh, Zacchaeus' house and by the time he got done with Zacchaeus, what was on Jesus got off on Zacchaeus. He said, Lord, I repent and I'm gonna make right for my wrongs. And he went out and he gave to the poor and he, he made right what he had stolen from people and he was totally different. Can you say amen? Boy, that's exciting, you see? And you know as well as I do, Jesus, he's, he's, he's contagious. It got off on Zacchaeus and now Zacchaeus is going out and he's, he's forgiven debts and he's helping people people now that that got off on him now that which is on Zacchaeus that's going to get off on the other people is that is that right doesn't that beat dead dry religion I'm not talking about dead dry religion I'm talking about life here today I'm talking about something that man you it needs to explode the power of God explode on the inside of you and just everywhere you go you, you get people Paul the apostle Paul he was contagious with the gospel every place he went it didn't matter where he was if it was in jail or wherever he was before kings it didn't make any difference he was so contagious with the gospel every place he went he told people about Jesus and he got them saved I'm hungry to be like that how about you Amen. Glory to God. See, we need to break out of our little Christian clubs and and reach out to the lost and hurting and be contagious. Jesus said, let your light shine before men. Didn't he say that? I have something here that the top 10 reasons Christians don't share their faith. The top 10 reasons Christians quarantine their Christianity. Number 10, I thought only the pastor can share Jesus with people. Number nine, my bullhorn is broken. Number eight, Jesus hasn't appeared in a vision to tell me who he wants me to witness to. Number seven, I can't afford a ticket to Africa. Number eight, but what if the sinner really does want to get saved? Number five, I'm still working on memorizing the New Testament. Number four, everyone I know is already a Christian. Number three, if my friends find out I'm a Christian, I won't be able to party with them anymore. Number two, there are some people I really don't want to see in heaven. And number one, I'm scared. I heard sinners bite. Let's go back through those again very briefly. Top 10 reasons Christians don't share their faith and they quarantine their Christianity. I thought the pastor's the only one that can share Jesus with people. How many of you know that's not true? You need to be doing it as well as me. Is that right? My bullhorn is broken. How many of you know you don't have to go out on the street with a bullhorn 
and get up and or go to a crowd and, you know, with a bullhorn. How many of you know you don't have to do that? Now, if the Lord directs you to do that, do that. But a lot of times people will think you're a nut. I'd probably think you're a nut if you did that. But if the Lord told you to do it, do it. But, but the thing of it is we don't have to go places with a bullhorn, but we can just go places, be who we are, share the love of God with people, and that can do more wondrous things than, than, than a bullhorn. Is that right? Somebody said, well, Jesus, number eight, Jesus hasn't appeared in a vision to me to tell me who he wants me to witness to. How many of you know you don't need Jesus to appear to you in a vision? He's already told you to go into all the world. Is that right? So you just go. Is that right? Some people say, number seven, I can't afford a ticket to Africa. How many of you know God can't use you in Africa to tell anybody about Jesus if he can't use you at Walmart or across the street? Is that right? A lot of people want to go to Africa, but they won't obey God and go to Walmart. If if he can't use you at Walmart, he can't, he's not going to send you to Africa. Is that right? Number six, what if the sinner actually wants to get saved? Well, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? But you ought to be so full. I tell you what, if you've attended this church more than six months, we've given you enough. If you got saved six months ago and just been here six months, there's enough in you that you ought to be able to, if you attended here one month, you ought to be able to have enough in you to go out and tell somebody about Jesus and get them saved. Is that right? Certainly, certainly. Certainly, certainly. I'm still working on memorizing the New Testament. How many of you know this is a trick that the devil uses? And he'll get you to think that if you don't know everything about the word of God, that, 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 that you can't be an effective witness for Jesus. How many of you know I don't know everything about the word of God? I know very little about the word of God compared to what I'd like to know. But you see, the devil uses this as a trick and he'll get you to think, well, you know, if you don't know the word of God and you're just fully versed in it, then he can't use you. Hey, you don't need, we ought to learn as much as we can about it, but you don't need to know a whole lot about the Bible to get somebody saved. You just need to know Jesus, call on Jesus. Is that right? Right. And you get somebody saved. If If they got a right heart, just say, call on Jesus. You see, somebody would say along these same lines, well, I don't always act like a Christian. How many of you know I don't always act like a Christian? I don't think anybody I've ever met always acts like a Christian. But the devil will come and lie to you. Well, you don't always act like a Christian, so you can't be an effective witness. Quarantine your Christianity. Hey, listen, I don't always act like a Christian, but you know, we're saved not by our works. We're saved by faith and grace and faith in Jesus. Is that right? Saved by grace through faith, you see? So just be who you are and, and go out and tell people about Jesus. Somebody, and then number four, every, everyone I already know is a Christian. Well, that's, if, if, if everybody you already know is a Christian, well, that's wonderful, but you need to get outside your, your perimeters a little bit. You understand? And go out and find some people that aren't Christians and get them infected and get them contagious. Then another one says, number three here, if my friends find out I'm a Christian, I won't be able to party with them anymore. A lot of young people. They find out, and there's probably uh, 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 all ages. Well, if they find out I'm a Christian, I won't be able to run with them anymore. Well, there's something bad wrong there, isn't there? There's something real bad wrong there, isn't there? If that's where you're at, check up, see if you're saved yourself. And if you are, stir yourself up. If you're not, get saved, amen? Get saved. And don't be ashamed that if you, that your friends know that you're a Christian. Don't be ashamed of that. I want people to know I'm a Christian. Don't you? I mean, heaven and hell are at stake here, you see. We don't want to quarantine our Christianity. And there are some people, number two, there are some people I really don't want to see in heaven. I want everybody to go to heaven. How about you? 
I'm reading off my humorous list. I don't think you found it too humorous. I've got to loosen these people up. I've been so serious for so long, and the Lord's told me to loosen up a little bit. It's going it's to take them a while to loosen up. We'll get to them eventually, though. Amen. Amen. Say, I need to loosen up. I need to loosen up. Yeah, loosen up a little bit. This is, you know, I've, I've preached to you all the seal hermeneutically, thermeneutically, all those messages for 18 years. Let's loosen up a little bit and have a little fun. What do you say? How many of you know you can still have the word of God and, have, and do it practical and have fun? Amen? So I got, it may take them a while to catch up and loosen up, but that's all right. I'm going to be a little more loosened up, loosen my tie up a little. How's that? Come on, guys. You need to pray for these people. They'll loosen them up. I'm going to throw my hanky on you if you don't. No, I won't do that. You know, I want to see everybody go to heaven, but you know, there are some people I've met that they don't want to see everybody go to heaven. Isn't that sad? I remember Diane and I, we went to a a funeral service some months back and there were some people there that we hadn't seen in a long time. And and, uh, just to be as honest as I can with you, they had been in the church here and they'd caused some issues and problems. And you know, I don't like a Peyton Place church. Uh, they don't know what Peyton Place is. I don't like a soap opera church. I don't like a gossipy church. I don't like a clickish church. I don't like that. God doesn't like it. Amen? Amen. And I won't get into all the details. I don't like having problems with people. I like loving everybody and walking in love and getting along. Amen? Amen. But, you know, some you know, people you run in, they act, came, caused some problems, and they left, and I just don't pay any attention to it and go right on. But we ran into them, and you know, I just as honest as I can. Have you ever run into people that you've had, they're Christians, but you had a problem with them, you know, and you hadn't seen them in a couple of years, and you run into them? How many's ever done that? Now you sit there and you look, look so holy. Have you ever done that beside me? And you hadn't seen them in a couple of years, you see them at Walmart at a funeral service or somewhere. And you feel a little uneasy, don't you? And, 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 and when we were leaving there, we, you know, you greet them and be nice. I'd be nice to them. I don't, I don't have nothing against anybody. You greet them. But we're thinking about that song. When we all get to heaven and we meet on that glorious shore. You know, I got to thinking, do I really want to see these people in heaven, you know? Yeah, we want to see them in heaven, don't we? And you know what? If I don't, and, and, and you need to listen to what I'm saying right here now. If I don't get that fixed on the inside of me, that uh, here on earth, I'm convinced that I'm going to have a next door neighbor in heaven. <laughs> Do I need to explain that to you? Or did you get it? Did you get it? Yeah. All right. So if you don't want to live next to those people in heaven, you better fix it here on the earth. And then when you see them, let bygones be bygones. And, oh, bless God, how are you doing? Good, this is my wife. I can do that with her. <laughs> Have you ever done this? Oh, praise God. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. But is that, you know what that means? Do you, do you know what that means? Have you ever done that besides me? How many has ever done that besides me? You need to pray for these people. We've got to loosen them up. You know what crossing your fingers means? Okay. Have you ever done that? You mean, oh, it's so good to see you, brother. So good to see you, sister. But, you know. Well, I'm telling you, if we don't get that fixed here on the earth, we're going to have a neighbor in heaven. 
And then another reason Christians have quarantined their Christianity is I'm scared I heard sinners bite. Well, some of them might grumble a little bit. I have never been bitten by a person. So tell them the good news of Jesus. Just be sure you have your tetanus shots. But I've never been bitten yet telling anybody about Jesus. We got it easy here in the United States. We tell people about Jesus. And, but if you go some places in the world, you tell people about Jesus, they, you could get killed. But we got it easy here. So the sinners aren't going to bite. Just, just love on them. They might, they might talk bad about you. They might slam the door in your face. They'd just go on, love them, and go on to somebody else. Amen? Amen. Keep praying for them. So I don't want us to have our Christianity quarantined. Um, here's an example, and I'll, I'm just going to preach on a few more minutes and I'm going to be done. But here's, here's a, I wonder if anybody's ever done this. I, this. I caught myself doing this one time, quarantined my Christianity. I was driving down the road and I was listening to the, to the gospel music, you know, Christian music. And I pulled up at a stoplight. And then somebody, it was summertime, windows was down and wasn't, you know, didn't have air conditioning on because it wasn't hot enough yet. Somebody pull up side of you and you've been listening to the Christian music and somebody pulls up right side of you. Have you ever been like me and you go to turn the volume down? Has anybody ever done that? Yeah, I've done that. See, we've quarantined our Christianity when we do that and we're not contagious. Did you hear what it just said? So be a contagious Christian. Hey, when they pull up side of you, just think of it like this. God has them there for a reason, praise God. And you might want to just crank it up a little bit and just wave at them. You see what I'm saying? Has anybody ever done that besides me? You know, or, you know, you've been in a restaurant, you know, and uh, you've been talking about this, that, and the other. And now, now it comes time to pray over the food, you know. And here comes the waitress and, and they, they walk up while you're praying. And when they walk up, all of a sudden your prayer goes real quiet. Has anybody ever done that? Or you've been talking about the things of God and the waitress walks up or somebody comes and sits at the next table and all of a sudden now you're real quiet. Well, don't quarantine your Christianity. That's quarantining your Christianity. Did you hear what I, what I just said? Yeah, yeah. No, just keep, just, you, see, don't quarantine your Christianity. Just pray like you always would, talk like you always would. It's possible that you, God has you there on purpose to get that waitress saved or to get that waiter saved. Or maybe those people that pull up at the next table there, you know, maybe they're sitting there having their pastor for lunch. You know what I mean? Having them for lunch talking bad about them and so on and so forth. So you see what, maybe you're there for a reason and you just pray and just talk about the love of God and the good things of God and let the love of God be so contagious at your table that it drives that old gossiping devil out of that next table and the love of God just jumps off on them and they, get, they catch what you got. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Don't hold your testimony of Jesus back. It's like, that's like holding back a, a sneeze. Has anybody ever had to hold back a sneeze? You know, you've been in a, in a place like this, you know, and, 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 and you get in here and sneeze. have you ever had a sneeze come on you? How many has ever had it? And you don't want to sneeze because you don't want to disrupt anything. Is that right? And how many has ever, you're holding it back like that? Uh, these adults aren't enjoying it, but you kids are enjoying it, aren't you? <laughs> have you ever done that? You know, and then you put your finger up there, you know, and then, uh, huh? Or you've had your wife put your finger up there, you know? <laughs> Or you get a coughing spell. <laughs> How, you know, you don't want to have that coughing spell, you know. How many's ever tried to hold it back? Has anybody ever tried to hold a sneeze back or hold a cough back, you know? 
And, and, and that would be appropriate, I suppose. And, you know, but, but I tell you what, when it comes to sharing our faith, let's don't like a sneeze hold, let's don't hold our faith back. Let's don't hold our, our, our testimony back, but let's spiritually speaking, just cough and sneeze on everybody. Amen? Spiritually speaking. Say spiritually speaking. Yeah. All right. Is that right? And then my last point is make sure you have more than just a 24-hour bug. Make sure that you're not just contagious on Sundays at church. What you do here at church and what you say here at church is really meaningless. Almost. Anybody can come to church and for an hour and a half speak Christianese and look good. It's what you're doing when nobody else is looking. It's what you do when nobody else is looking that makes a difference. Be contagious 24-7-52. Do you know what that means? 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks out of the year. I grew up watching people and, and some of my family members and they'd be real religious on Sunday, but the rest of the week they acted just like the devil. And Sunday would come, they'd go confess everything they did for the last six days. They'd act holy on Sunday. Monday come, they act like the devil. Act like the devil six days, go to church on Sunday, confess it all, and, and, and come home and act like the devil six, the next six days. How many of you know that they didn't have 24-7-52 Christianity, did they? I, I, I don't want to just have the Sunday, I don't want to be a Sunday Christian. I, one lady told me one time, she, I'll never forget, she, she said, because uh, she, 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 she told me, because she hadn't been, she'd got lukewarm, and I asked her, I said, what's going on? She said, I'm not ready to be a full-time Christian just yet. There's no other way to be. I said, there's no other way to be. We need to be a Christian, full, real I'd say full-time, at 24-7-52, Amen. Let's, let's be for real Christian. Let's, let's don't just have our Sunday Christianity. Let's be a Christian on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday, come get double stirred up for the Lord and then go back out and just be the bigger Christian on Monday. Can you say amen? amen. Did you get anything out of this today? So in closing, if you're already a contagious Christian, great. Perhaps you're, you're infected but not contagious. Then you need to stir yourself up. Or perhaps you're in remission. I wonder if we have any Christians here that are in remission. You were excited for Jesus at one time, but you've cooled off. You've taken some of these be quiet pills. or Maybe you're in remission. Well, you need to stir yourself back up. Can you say amen? You know, one of the best ways to get contagious is to be around a contagious Christian. Did you hear what I just said? So if, if, if there's kind of been a deadness in your life and all of that, just start hanging around this place for a while and let's what, get what's on this place, let it get off on you. Maybe there's been come a dullness over you or lethargicness over you. Well, get around other Christians that are stirred up, that still believe in the new birth, that still believe in the healing power of God, still believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, still believe in the things of God. Get around them and let's what's on them get off on you and then you take it out and get out beyond these walls and take it to the... Can you say amen, anybody? Get around somebody that's contagious and catch it yourself and then you go off and be contagious. Did, did this help you at all? I know it's a little different today, but, but we're trying to be a little more loose. Stand with me if you would. Praise God. I gave you something practical here today. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Heavenly Father, I pray for this people today. I pray that they heard just exactly what it is that the Spirit of God is saying to them. 
and to us all to be on fire for you and let that fire jump from us to other people. I pray for these people that if they need to be stirred up, that they'd stir themselves up. Oh God, I would that I could stir them up, but I can't. I can just do what I can do here in the pulpit, pray for them. But they've got to take what we've said here today and help 